This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we asked the question what the crap happened to Rhett's mom in Scotland on vacation? This is a continuation, uh, as you might be able to tell if you're watching. Uh, we literally are continuing. <laughs> That's why Link still has an enema <laughs> on the table, an enema that looks like a lollipop. Well, let me tell you, brother. From here on out on Ear Biscuits, I'm always gonna have an enema okay. right here. Because as I've established Can you keep it in your pocket? It's important to me. Well, I mean, my pants are a I'd bit tight. Not, I'd rather not look you at don't it. Wanna, you don't wanna put an enema in a, in a high squeeze environment, you know, like a pocket. That's true. Uh, so you want to keep it in a loose environment? Oh, which I'll get to in a, in a moment. A loose environment? I mean, could you? I just. Well, I, I get. Um, it. It'll make sense. So I, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell the whole story of what exactly happened to my mom and the significance of that. And there's quite a lead up, so there'll be plenty. <laughs> we'll get into that after the break. Because we don't talk on vacation. Like our wives, they, they text a little. They bit. text a lot back and forth, and at one point. Either Jesse or Christy started a text thread with all four of us, which I thought was sweet. And there was one day where um, I had had a few beers, and I started to—I uh, could tell—to <laughs> participate say, in I the text tell. thread. And I was the reason I was not participating in the text thread is I was driving on the wrong side on of the, the road. left side of the road the whole time. And then Jesse was just telling me what, what I was you saying. Were saying. Yeah, Jesse just thought I was being friendly, and then you you. She said that you asked her to ask me if I had been drinking. Yeah, because I was like, Link's. I'm not like, I'm on vacation. What, what? What's with the judgment? <laughs> it was not judgment. It was just uh, detective. Work. Well, you sent a picture of a French man. You just sent a picture of a French man. Well, no, Jesse sent a picture of you driving. Yeah, and she said, "Look at what I'm next to," or something like that. And I was like, "Well, look at what I'm next to," and I was like poolside at my second location up in Chiang Rai, the northernmost mountainous territory of Thailand. I was at a mountainous resort that was also an elephant sanctuary. And to my left was a guy from Paris who I took a picture of and texted it to you because I had had a few beers. <laughs> yep. And I'll share it with all of you right now. If you're watching the video, here he is. Friendly guy. Oh wow, you can do that. He's huh? on his phone looking at this video right now. That's what the picture is, him on his phone looking at himself in the Ear Biscuits video version. Because time I doubt he's doesn't watching. apply to Parisians. They Eiffel Tower above it. That's a reach, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that was my second stop was um, Chiang Rai and oh boy, this place I stayed at, I mean I was just poolside, it's like an infinity pool overlooking the river that forms the boundary with Laos and Myanmar, the Golden Triangle, right? And, the, yeah, and the, I didn't experience and, any of that. And sometimes, and I'd look down there, and something, and it was way down. It was like, it was up on the hill, and then you look down there, and it was just like what I called the jungle, but it wasn't. And um, there's elephants, freaking sanctuaried elephants, in view, just living their sanctuaried lives. Rescued from whatever questionable activities they had to be doing. Of course, logging was outlawed. They, you know, using the they would use the elephants as tractors. Of course, you know, for the longest time, elephants were used in war. You know, they got the big elephants. You know, you, 
You seen Lord of the Rings? I've seen it a few times. Well, I'm not saying that that was the Thai people. I don't know who those people were, but they, well, they were fictitious. They were fictitious, and they were on hu these huge elephants, like leading into war. I went to the in bar in Thailand. They freaking warred on elephants. Here's man. a connection. I went to the bar where C.S. Lewis and uh, Tolkien would Tolkien meet. Really, the, the eagle. It's called the eagle and the something, and uh, it's in Oxford. And we went in there. That's cool. And it's like. They had like quotes from from them on the walls and stuff because it's like their bar that they would go and like hang out, smoke pipes, and like discuss things. Really? Yeah. Text pictures of Parisians to each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got to spend some time with elephants, like getting to know the story of where they're rescued from and how they're taken care of, and um, um, it's a complicated situation. The 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 elephant economy of Thailand and trying to figure out how, how to do right by elephants that were raised in captivity and also to um, in the long term have have elephants thrive in the wild as much as, I will say, as much as humanly possible. Because you know humans aren't gonna say, oh well, this is the elephant's land, I'm not gonna have anything to do with this. You know, it's like we're within Within the realm of humans, how well can elephants live? Right. Hopefully better and better. And sanctuaries like this are contributing to the care of those that are have been caught in the crossfires of tourism. Okay. Um, ironically, as a tourist, I saw and hosed off elephants, so go figure. <laughs> well, they gotta be hosed off. Gotta hose them off. I mean, it isn't like they have a nose that's a hose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a human's got to come in and do it. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. I'm not going to argue with you or anybody else about the treatment of elephants. I love elephants. They're very smart. Smarter than humans. Yep. <laughs> but not dolphins. Not, no, no. Dolphins are the smartest, then elephants, then humans. Um, didn't have anything to do with dolphins on my trip. So at least we don't have to bring that in. <laughs> uh, so we were there at that resort. Also took a cooking class. One of the things that I, saw, a, I did see that a that lot was of the people offer on your uh, wife's Instagram in Bangkok at in Chiang Rai everywhere is because Thai cuisine is so famous and so unique. Um, people want to learn how to cook it. Of course, I don't because I don't want to learn how to cook anything. Right. But I find myself in a cooking class and I'm paired up with Lando because he doesn't want to be alone and I'm paired up with Lando because I don't want to be alone. <laughs> like I'm using, I mean they actually gave me a knife and I'm like cutting this they kefir don't, they lime. Don't know. They don't know, huh? They don't know and then by the end of it, yeah, it's like they knew and so like Lando's using the knife and it's like I'd hold the knife and Lando would take it. Good, and, uh, as it should be. I made a pad thai, burned it, Lando made a pad thai and I ate it because <laughs> it was good. Uh, I. By the end of it, I was kind of tired of Thai food because to us it's a special thing. To them it's their food. Right. But we're just not used to eating it all the time. The Eagle and the Child Pub. That's the name of it, thank you, Jenna. the name of um, that pub you went to. Yeah. Um, so we went there, spent f I think five nights there. That was, a, it was an amazing, amazing place. I went on an excursion one morning uh, into town and spent an hour and a half going to every place that could maybe have fiber with a driver from the resort who barely spoke English. Didn't find any. And I would Google fiber and then he would translate it and give it to the person working at the pharmacy. Google fiber? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something they tried? That's something different. And the woman 
uh, finally understood what I was asking for and she came back with more of these. Oh good, yeah, it's, so all, I, it's all you really need. I have so many of these bulbs of enemas now and then we went to Kosamoy and you know, I'll just say that I was on a hammock on a beach drinking out of a coconut. Sounds like you relaxed quite a bit. I relaxed quite a bit. I needed a vacation from a vacation but I didn't get that, I got work. The thing that had the biggest impact, I mean, I'll never forget Thailand. I think at the end of this whole thing, I'll give a complete conclusion about my vacation, so I'll save that. But there was one thing that I think changed my life in the most practical sense um, as a result of this trip. And it was something, I got a little souvenir. It's not another enema, it's this. Hmm. Fanny pack. Now, I, this fanny pack has a Snapchat logo on it because I got it for free. I, I, you know, that was the only way you didn't. I got a fanny it at VidCon pack. like two weeks before we left for vacation, and because um, I'm, I'm too much. I got too much pride to actually buy a fanny pack, and you know what? I'm sorry for that. I realized the error of my ways. There is nothing better when traveling than a fanny pack. I mean, especially if you if you got five people's passports. You're, you got two different kinds of legal tender. You've got a wallet. You got a phone. You got lip balm. You've got sunglasses in a sunglasses case. So you did a full transfer. Man, I can't live without this. Okay. I'm back in the real world. I'm off vacation and I can't stop using this thing. Okay, well this is a good time for me to interject that I also used a fanny pack throughout my entire vacation. Really? Um, somebody actually, I got a picture with somebody. Now I wore it across the chest as well, opposed to across a, that's the, a chest pack. the fanny. You talking about a chest pack? No, it's a fanny pack, I just, you can wear it. There's multiple places you can wear now, it. Now it's cool because they sell them in Urban Outfitters for the kids now. I got Apparently. one, I bought one over a year ago when I knew I was gonna go to Scotland and I got one that packs, I got like a- A year ago? I, I got a fanny pack that packs down to like that size and a whole backpack that packs down Matador, I think, is the brand. You I, know? I, got, I got a packable, and uh, and so I ended up using both depending on what the what the day was. But somebody criticized my placement of the pack and that and that it was up here, but a little too high, kind of like the dorky way to play a guitar. I feel like the wearing it around the belt did some weird things with my midsection, and it was I already have a belt. Yeah, I had to figure out how to do it. I, it enables a French tuck of sorts. I don't believe in that. You know, you're freedom fries, well, man. The, well, <laughs> I'm I'm with the Parisians now. I I sunbathe with Parisians and I wear a fanny pack um, with a French tuck. But I ended up using it because uh, the passport thing, like you said, like it was great in the going airports. through security and everything, like having to reach for all that but crap. But the the in uh, I don't it's know how, what it was like in Thailand, but in the UK they still use coinage a lot. Oh, really? For like parking for using the bathroom and you're in public, like you gotta have coins for tolls. So I had a lot of coinage in there. It's mm. uh, good but, for that. But I kept my phone and my wallet in my back pockets because I wanted the the quicker access. Nothing is quicker than the fanny pack access if you have it properly placed. The zipper, there's no zipper on my pocket. I just whoop. You gotta oh, unzip. Pick, hey, pickpockets, big, yeah, so I didn't have to worry about that. A, a big thing where I was, so it's like you want. But if have somebody everything. takes your whole thing, you're screwed. I am screwed. Yeah, you got to diversify. It's like a portfolio. It's you got to have something you, in other pockets. I have a lock 
on my, I have a lockable fanny pack. I could get that off of you. I don't have a lock, I was lying anyway. But so are you, you couldn't get it off of me if it had a lock. I bet you I could, a pull hard enough, pair of scissors. Pull hard enough pair of scissors, <laughs> that's right not off. a sentence. <laughs> I'm just going through the ways I could take a fanny pack off a man. <laughs> pull hard enough, pair of scissors, explosive device. I think I could just Asking go with nicely. pull hard enough. I think I could stay right with pull hard enough and get a fanny you pack off what? just about anybody. I'm willing to <laughs> put on this fanny pack and have you pull hard enough to see what happens. Okay, can I use my other hand to press the button to get it <laughs> to, to unlatch it? Well, that's what they would do. A pickpocket so, can easily just take that off. And then you're right, they have everything. Well, this is funny because I did, I, I thought as I was coming back, am I gonna transfer this to my everyday life in America? And I haven't. Well, listen, and I thought I wasn't either. I come but what, home, what are you keeping in there now? I put the fanny pack down and I put, I, put, I started taking my stuff out and then we have to go to the grocery store. Lily's like, let's go to the grocery store and get some stuff because you know, we need some stuff. Mom made a list. I'm like, great. I gotta make sure I got everything for my smoothie and that fiber. And um, we get there, we get to the checkout and I'm like, I'll be damned. I don't have my wallet. It's I'll be damned with a D at the end, but. I'm not good at cursing. Once we started doing it on Ear Biscuits, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I gotta figure out how to curse. <laughs> uh, you just fed right into a lot of people's <laughs> theories. Yeah. Um, damn. Can you keep my groceries so I can go home and get my wallet? I usually would have it in my fanny pack. That's what I've been doing for the past two weeks, but I didn't think I could do fanny pack back here in America. And he's like, yeah. So I go home and I get my wallet, I put it in my pocket and I come back and I'm like, I still miss the fanny pack because I'm like, when I walked in to the grocery store, I had on my regular glasses, not my sunglasses because I had to leave my sunglasses in the car but if I had my fanny pack, I, see where I you're going. put the sunglasses in I see where you're going pack. with this. This is not. You know how I am. It's not sustainable. I like to have everything with me at all times. This is not sustainable. Three lip balms. I could probably fit like a little flask of water. It's not sustainable because it, drastically impacts your your overall look. It's a giant pack that you've secured to yourself. But isn't it cool now? Uh, yeah, but are you gonna go you gonna go to a party with a fanny pack on? <laughs> you, 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 I don't go to parties. I go to the grocery store. You're gonna go, go, I go to work. You're gonna go to a get together with a I fanny to a, pack on? Fanny packs are for travel. I, I just I just believe they're for travel or maybe for days out. Like I'm going out for the if day I and I to, need this stuff. If I went to a get together with our friends and I have my fanny pack on, what what do you, you think somebody would be like, ooh, you, you got a fanny pack on. Would it be conversation? No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying that would be the reason I wouldn't do it is because it's like whether you wear it across the chest or, or around the fanny, <laughs> to me it's like, it's 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 an accessory that does more than like a purse. A purse is something I can hang it on my shoulder and then I can set it down or you hang have a it. Purse? No, I'm saying I think a man purse makes more sense than a fanny pack. This is a Seinfeld episode. There was a man purse episode. Well, I man, don't know what the conclusion was. Yeah, well, it's 2019. I mean, man purses are like kind of a thing for a lot of men at this point. Great. And I'm saying the reason I don't have a man purse. Well, first of all, I have a backpack. So if I if there's things like I need my laptop or whatever, I'll just wear my backpack. But. The the only things that I really need are my wallet and my phone. I need keys, sunglasses, lip balm, flask of water. Uh, okay. uh, you need more than I do. Perhaps a paper map folded. Car cargo pants, man. Cargo <laughs> pants. 
No, but see, cargo pants are I also like to a have look. Stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying. You, if you commit to that, you're like, you're gonna go to like a formal event, and now you become dependent upon a fanny pack. Like, what are you gonna do on the formal event? You, you don't want to go to a formal event with a guy with a fanny pack. That's well, what definitely that's true. But I don't think you do either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would be the guy. I'd be going with myself. Okay, well, we can continue this discussion later. We, I mean, it, I don't know if we've come to any conclusions. I think if we, I think they're great for travel. I think what would, I think what would tip the scales for you, is if we sold a mythical fanny pack. I think we should sell a mythical fanny pack. I believe in them as a, uh, as an item, and I used it to great effect on my vacation. But then I, I life is a vacation, Rhett. But then I just made the decision that this is not practical. Like I don't need my 360 camera. But I could do. I could carry stuff. stuff for you. Okay. Well, then wear one. That's all it took to change your mind. Um, okay. We we need now, to we need small. to move on. Like, we, I don't like want to do a whole episode about a fan. Like pack. a book of matches. That's all I'm going to carry for you. Like matches. Okay. Matches are always very very. You ever read the Little Match Girl? Matches are useful. If she had one more match, she'd probably not be dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But first. <laughs> oh, you know what? Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Yes. Pets. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Ear Biscuits is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say, there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, Here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code EAR. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Okay, I, I'm gonna tell this story about my mom. I, I do wanna, I was kinda thinking about what I what I talked about in the, in the first episode about our vacations and just realized that it, I kinda made it seem like I haven't done anything on my vacation. You drove horribly. I, I went a lot of different places. Your hair looks nuts right now. I think you should go with that though. It's good. Is it bad? It's like, it's like. <laughs> I look like a lane from Seinfeld. It's flat and good, it's good. Flat and good? Um, I saw a lot of amazing things. I actually, I played golf with my dad and my brother. One of the things that I had been wanting to do for a long time was be able to give the gift of playing golf at St. Andrews, the 
the birthplace of golf to my father, and we were able to do that. Wow. Didn't play the old course, because it was completely booked even months ahead of time, uh, but played one of the courses, the castle course, uh, played match play against each other, for those of you who know what that is, makes it more fun, especially when you're, you suck at golf. Uh, which we're all, we're actually all pretty good at golf, but um, you know not good enough to take on this course and be have a respectable respectable score. But we had a great time. Uh, like I said, I stopped in Oxford for the day, saw what I believe is the it's what every college campus in every college town aspires to be, but will never even approach. Like it's just fascinating history everywhere, uh, and. It was really an incredible vacation. As much as it was a lot all packed into a very short period of time, um, and as much as I felt like I was not getting to really experience any one location as much as I wanted to or could if I chose to, it was a great time, but something happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so one of the things that I had been really, I think was the, you know, I know with you it was your dad saying thigh food. For me, it was a little deeper than that. <laughs> it was the idea that I had this romantic idea that I wanted to take all the McLaughlins to Scotland as this sort of like, let's go to the home country kind of trip. And I, I had, I knew that there was a, through just very brief cursory research, I knew that there was a Lachlan Castle, which was basically where it started with you know, Lachlan, son of Lachlan is McLaughlin and all that stuff. And so I was like, and I had looked years ago, I had seen on the internet that, hey, there's still a Lachlan castle and there's still a chief of the McLaughlin clan. Um, and did you do some sort of family tree situation or is it just? No, I, I tried. You, you basically I, I know so I, I, because I, of that, that's, that's where that name came from. So right. you kind of know. So. Uh, and I'll get into a little bit more of the history in a second, but um, I tried using Ancestry.com, not a sponsor, uh, to trace back my family. And basically on both sides of my family, you can get back to about the 1700s and it's just some, what seems to be just like sort of like a poor like farmer somewhere that it wasn't wealthy enough to have good records and you, there's no father or mother listed for them. So with the, there, it gets back to a guy named Edward McLaughlin who was born in 1822 in Pennsylvania and no known father. Okay. So it's like, uh, okay, Edward, uh, it's as far back as I can go and then like w on the Cowan side, my mom's side, basically about the same time, you get back to the 1800s and so not very far at all. Like I, have, so I've not been able to definitively trace myself to uh, the the McLaughlin clan. But I was like, ah, it doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, I can't do it. But I'm a McLaughlin, and when you go look at Lachlan clan on Wikipedia, it says, or McLaughlin, it says like uh, alternative pronunciations or spellings, and McLaughlin spelled my way is one of them. So I'm like, okay, it's good enough. But it's really more about the the event of like getting this group of people together that we've never been on vacation together. Like I have not vacationed with my brother and my parents since we did vacations as kids. Mm -hmm. um, and Micah, my oldest nephew, 
uh, is going into his senior year in, in high school. So I, I was like, this might be the last time that we're all available to just like go on a trip together. And I just had this idea like, it'll be fun to go over there. We'll go meet the, the chief. We'll get kilts. We'll take pictures. Family photo. And uh, that'll be make it all worth it. Now, so we were in the process of working out the details in order to make what I just described happen. And one of the things I was concerned about is my mom has become less mobile over the past, you know, she's getting older. Uh, and so she's become less mobile. And I knew that going over to, I mean, it's like she's still walking everything, but she's just walking more slowly and, you know, mm-hmm. steps and long distances and that kind of thing become sort of a concern. So I, uh, I knew that going to a country as old, you know, a civilization as old as Scotland was, you know, they, they, it's not like they've, there's a bunch of uh, ramps and stuff around. I mean, we're talking about castles. We're talking about stone steps that are not up to modern day codes. Okay. So I knew there'd be a lot of walking. And so what I did, and I think I've, I talked about this, but I, I got her a trainer back in North Carolina, somebody who can meet with her and basically help her work out and get stronger and get her legs stronger and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So she'd been doing that for um, seven or eight months leading up to the trip. Oh, so she was uh, she was open to that, she was cool with that. Yeah, I that's, mean it took, a, it took a little bit of talking her into it but then she did it and then, I mean she loved it and she would, I talked to her on the phone and she would say, I'm having a great time with my trainer even though the trainer kinda like switched in the middle because the one woman left and she got like a guy that came in. But she's like, I, I love my trainer, I love what I'm doing, I'm getting stronger, I'm feeling good. Sometimes when a trainer switches, you don't even notice, like you've seen that magic trick where it's like. The trainer switch. A guy can kind of David come Blaine. In David Blaine invented that. And become a different person yeah. and you won't even notice. Yeah, Chris Angel maybe. Um, I think it was that red-headed Mormon Carrot magician top. on YouTube. I don't know about him. He's the guy who but does I'm the interested. switch. <laughs> he does the switch, man. You know, we get there and I, I said earlier that the, the forecast was rain basically every day and we experienced a lot of rain the first day but then it kinda cleared up and it would rain a little bit but we had all the sunlight that we needed to do the things that we had planned for each day. I kinda had like a thing that we were gonna do every day. You know, we saw Edinburgh, we saw the castle, we took a tour of the, the Mary King's clothes which is uh, basically like how they built the city up over the centuries and you can go down and like my mom took all these steps and she kept coming up to me. She's like, I couldn't have done this without that training that I've been doing. Hmm. She, I mean, she kept coming up to me and just saying that like, this has been so helpful. I, I wouldn't be doing this. And uh, and then we go to Glencoe and we do a day of falconry. Falconry. We got a guy to, to, to um, had this uh, hawk named Elsa that we all got to spend time with and she would fly off and then we'd put some chicken on her hand and she would come and fly back and eat it. Everybody cool. did it. When I was at Kosamori, I went to a falcon sanctuary where they don't make them do that anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> she seemed to be happy. <laughs> uh, and so, and also on that day, we were supposed to get rain and it didn't rain. I was just like, this is just going so well. Like everything is going well. Oh yeah. The weather's great. And then the next day. To your credit. Yeah, yeah. The next day we're gonna go and we're the plan is 
We're gonna go down to, we're gonna drive like an hour or so south of Glencoe. We're gonna go to the old Lachlan Castle. We're gonna meet the chief of the clan. Yes. We're gonna hang out with him for a little bit. Yeah. And then we're gonna go to. Maybe knock back a few. We're gonna meet uh, a photographer, Paul, what's his name? And he's going to, oh, we're gonna get into full garb, yes. kilts. Bagpipes. Kilts basically, no bagpipes involved. Um, and we were gonna try to do the uh, McLaughlin tartan because every family has their own tartan but they couldn't, they didn't have enough. We, we used like a, just a general like Scotland millennium tartan. Still looked very Scottish. Now is a tartan just a pattern or is it a flag? It's a, it's a, it's a pattern. It's basically what we would just, dumb rednecks would call plaid. <laughs> it's a Special type, plaid. It's a type of plaid, man. Okay. And uh, and every family has their own and you go into these shops that are all around Scotland and it's like you, there, here's all the families all the clans and here's their special tartan and it's like the McLaughlin tartan has an old tartan and a new tartan. Wow. Um, and there's tartans for special events and all kinds of things. Anyway, so uh, we get, we, we've got dressed and got completely in the stuff at the hotel basically so we were all ready to go. Everybody's looking great, feeling great. We did Kind of feels like a wedding day. It, it's a lot like a wedding day because this is how traditional, this is how Scottish people dress for weddings. They they do, that's what the kilts are for most of the time. It's a okay. formal events and weddings. We did put and the kilts, Braveheart. We put the kilts on backwards, I will say that, uh, until then we looked at the picture on the internet and just, it's really easy to, to, to fix that. You just turn it. Turn it around. <laughs> 180 degrees. So again, it's supposed because it's to, a skirt for men. Yeah, it's supposed to start. It's supposed to start raining. Uh, not only it's like a purse. Speaking for of men. fanny packs, yeah, I, I put the thing on. I'm like, there's no pockets in this. Well, there's this thing, Jenna. You can look up the official name of this. So I can't remember it now. There's a purse that you wear right over your crotch, and that's where you keep all your stuff. So a Scottish crotch pack. So Scottish men are the ones who came up with. Skirts and purses for men. Own it, man, the, come on. The most manly men in the world are okay with wearing skirts and purses. The water's fine, jump right in. Um. So, I don't know, she'll find out what it's I called. I think the most manly men in the world are wrestlers, but whatever. Oh, there's Scottish wrestlers, the, what, the, the bushwhackers. You know, about <laughs> they, they, they were New Zealanders, about right? Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yeah, exactly, no, he's Irish. I don't know, maybe he's Scottish. He was a bagpiper. Uh, He's so Scottish. yeah, he's Scottish, yeah. So uh, it's called a sporin, yeah, sporin. And S-P-O-R-R-A-N? so. P-O-R-R-A-N? Yes, and so we got our sporins and our knee-high socks. Freaking fanny packs. Look like a bunch of schoolgirls. it's great. Dang. And um, it's supposed to rain at like 11.30 based on the forecast, and 11.30 is when we're supposed to meet the photographer. Mm. Uh, but okay, so we pull up to, uh, the the new castle. So there's the old castle ruin, and then there's the new castle. And the new castle, like you can stay there. It's kind of it's got like a restaurant, a hotel, or whatever. It's also where Ewan McLaughlin lives, uh, the chief. Does it look like an old castle? Uh, the older the new castle. The old the new one. Newcastle just looks like a. I mean, it was built in the 1700s, so it's still pretty old. It looks like a like a house, but like a old school house that you might call a castle but not like stone spires and stuff like that. It's like the one white. in the one in your Instagram that I saw. That's the old castle. That's the old castle. Which is okay. still standing. It's not just like it's a ruin but it's still standing. Okay. So we pull up, we we meet the the chief and then we meet the basically the chairman of the McLaughlin clan worldwide uh who kind of took us around. He ended up taking us um 
he's the one that kind of took us around to 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 most of the most of the stuff and kind of like gave us a tour of things and would like give us information what about What was he stuff. like? Was he was he yelling in a Scottish accent? No, he actually had a British accent. <laughs> because he grew up in England, but he is he is a uh he's a McLaughlin. So But was he yelling like it was like about to go into a battle? No, it's that's in the movies, Link. Uh, he was just pretty much a, a mild-mannered, well-tempered man. Was he in a kilt? Yes, he was definitely in a kilt, and they were both in the McLaughlin Tartan. He was in the old-school McLaughlin Tartan the whole time. Was the chief like had a gruff beard, a gruff voice, and was he like gnawing on a chicken leg? I'll show you a picture of my dad with the chief. What, and what was his demeanor? His demeanor is as captured in so I'm gonna find my dad here. There he is with the chief. Which one's which, dude? They're freaking. They look a lot alike. They freaking look alike alike. Lock alike. McLaughlin's. Look at that. They do look very much alike. And so the fanny pack is more of like a. It's a crotch purse. It's, it a, looks it's a crotch like, cover. It looks like a bull scrotum. Well his is made of a badger. And my a dad's, badger's head. Yeah, and my dad's is made of just you know metal and leather or something. Um, wow. As you can see, they didn't like hug or anything. It was like that was as close as he was willing to get to my dad in the picture. And <laughs> you shake hands? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. So we got pictures. The greeting, Scottish greeting. We got pictures with him. Uh, was he? He's a swell guy. And is uh, he a figurehead or does he do stuff? Uh, basically, at this point, it's kind of like a. It's kind of like a club. I mean, essentially, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. But they, but they, uh, a club. Like they're raising money to restore the castle. Okay. Like they've done a bunch to the castle, but they like hit you up to. Uh, well, in so in so many ways, yeah. They uh, gave me a brochure, if that's what you mean. <laughs> um, so we begin uh, like we meet him and then we go to the old graveyard there's like this graveyard and there's a uh, old chapel that was built in the 1400s that the Lachlans had built there the McLaughlins had built there and then uh, a graveyard with all these old gravestones we find right next to each other a Cowan which is my mom's what? maiden name Anna McLaughlin right next to each other and he's like yeah the Cowans are Scottish and so really? I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. My mom's like standing next to the gravestones, basically about to be in tears. She's like, years before your daddy and I ever got together, the Cowans and the McLaughlins were together. <laughs> and so it's just, I'm just like, I'm feeling so good about this Validated, decision. I'm man. Like, I did this right, man. Yeah. Like everybody's coming up to me about how great a time they're having. Yes. And, and I'm, it's just, everything is going so well. What and, about the group photo? Was that, did that work too? Yeah. That was because that's the moment right there. Where it's oh like, yeah, we geez. got we got many many group photos, which actually I don't have those on my phone because they're. Did you get some of like drive, just we'll, your we'll parents? Yeah, dude. And did you get some of like just your brother's family? Yeah, just like at a wedding, some of just your family. All kinds, and then some of everybody. Lots of different combinations. Yeah, just the older boys, just yeah. the guys, just the girls. You started thinking jumping like, up in the air when people start dying. These are the photos that we'll show at yeah. the funeral type stuff? Well, some of them. Yeah. So like we did some with the old castle in the background, then we did some with the new castle in the background, and then. Shoot different ways, like we, get, the, get a walked, silhouette. We walked to the old castle. There, there's, there's, there's. Yes. That's, uh, Jenna's going Freaking through Freaking water, so. is that the moat? That's the lock. So Lock Fern 
is the the it's the longest sea lock in the entire nation of Scotland. So that means that that eventually opens up to the ocean. But it's a very long. The locks are absolutely amazing, beautiful. This one goes all the way up. Now, what's under the kilts? Nothing. Uh, so I did say that I would be wearing nothing, but then the rental agreement stated very clearly that you had to wear underwear underneath these kilts. So yeah, we, but how are they going? So we didn't. <laughs> they gonna lift the kilt before no, you we, I, I, return I, it? I did. I you know there was lots of talk. There was lots of confident talk about not wearing underwear, but then everybody ended up wearing underwear. Mm-hmm. Well, it's most of it was we had to help each other put them on. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we we're like helping each other put them on. Fastening them, you don't want to just be sitting there naked before that happens. So anyway, Speak for yourself, there's uh, lots of great photos happening. Everybody's having a great time, and again, people I, I, jumping in photos. I, I emphasize the weather. You got to watch the come down with the kilt on the. Jump. I don't think I can. I may, it may sound crazy that I'm talking about the weather so much, but listen, it was supposed to rain, and it rains all the time there, and it was literally supposed to rain all day. And look at the weather that we got for Perfect. these photos. Perfect. And it just kept going and going and going. It's not a cloud, oh, there's, there's a cloud in the sky, but not a rain cloud. So then we go to the old castle, which all this is very close to each other. You can see it all and you can walk right around the end of this, uh, right around the bay, uh, which is a little bit of a walk for my mom, but nothing nothing too difficult. So we get to the to the old castle and that's where I took my sort of epic photo that I posted to Instagram. That my actually my wife took that photo, not Paul the photographer because I posted that before I got Paul's photos back. Um uh but that was like that was the moment where we were just kind of get like it was like here we are at the old castle. This thing's been here for thousands of years. We've got the guy telling us, you know, He's telling us all about the history of the castle and how powerful this family used to be. Mm. The McLaughlins basically controlled both sides of the lock, and you know, it was a powerful family. And now, could do anything. Again, repeatedly, my mom is coming up and saying, "You know, I couldn't have done this without working out." Like she said it more times than she needed to. Now, based on what I'm about to tell you, I wish she hadn't said it at all. <laughs> but so. We walk around the castle and we get all the pictures and then, and this is, I mean, it's kind of, it's a little treacherous around the, the, the castle. Like, you know, it's, it's it had been raining, it's always raining, so it's a little bit slick in places and so there's like the places that were like helping her like step down and that kind of thing. And then we get up to, we're, we've gotten all the pictures and it's time to go. We, get, we have a reservation at the restaurant, which is the Inver restaurant, which is right there next to the uh, Newcastle. Um, which by the way, incredible restaurant, like award-winning. I was like, everything is going well, we're gonna, great, we're gonna take these pictures, we're gonna have this amazing meal. And then somebody, somehow it gets communicated that hey, go around this way, this is the easier way out than the way that we came in. Like this is, like you got a castle that's kind of on a peninsula, you got a path that comes up to it, then you have a path that goes around it. We had come around it all the way, Mm-hmm. So my mom is on the outside of the castle, in between the castle and the water, and now we gotta go back. So somehow it gets communicated that this is the easier way. But, and so my brother is with my mom, and then my dad, and then there's me, and then everybody else, and we're walking. I'm actually kind of filming some of this. Um, but then we get down to the like the side of the castle, and it looks like, man, this is like, these are like rock steps that it's kind of uneven, and. This doesn't seem like it would be the easier way. 
And we're like, it's, my mom's like, this doesn't seem like the easier way. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem like the easier way, but they said it's the easier way and and we're kinda like, just, yeah, I mean, you're almost there anyway. So she starts taking a couple of steps down and she gets to like sort of right on the side of the castle and at this point, my brother and my dad and I are all kinda hitting us that there's been some miscommunication. This This isn't the easier way. Turns out later what we realized is that what the uh, chairman had told us is that this is the easier way to see this side of the castle or something and it got through 12 people through the grapevine, somehow it got communicated that this was the easier way back mm-hmm. and then she was basically already almost all the way through it. And who, who who's to blame? <laughs> I mean, me, my brother, my dad, we're all to blame, and I think at this point we're all just. I taking, wasn't there. We're all just taking the blame equally. Okay. Even though my brother was the one who was in the lead, and he is the one that is taking the blame more than me, which we're all just like it's. It was. It was. This was a mistake. Someone should have sounded the alarm and have, should have said, "This is not the best way. This is not the easiest way. Let's go back around." But we none of us did that, so we're all to blame. But. For what exactly? I turned my camera off because I was like, I gotta get down here. I need to, I, I gotta spot my mom because I got my dad and my brother there and I'm like, if she misses a step, she could fall into the lock. So I get down there and I'm like on the rocks, like spotting. Okay. And then there was like one more step to get down to basically be on dirt. And I'm like, she's gonna do this. She's gonna make it. She takes this one step, lost her footing falls down, her legs sort of buckle underneath her and then she immediately begins screaming and she says, I broke my leg! Oh no! Oh no! And so I look down expecting. She's screaming. I broke my leg! And basically crying, crying, she's crying. On the last step! And and so 50 things go through my mind. The first thing is I'm gonna look down and see like a compound fracture and like see my mom's bone coming out of her leg. Yeah. And I don't see that and I'm immediately like, okay, I don't. maybe she didn't break her leg. But I do see her, like one of her ankles is kind of, it's in, it's kind of at an awkward angle. Oh, okay. But we immediately begin to like get her in, uh, uh, first, and then, oh, the second thing I'm thinking is if she has broken her leg, uh, how in the hell are we gonna get her out of here? We're like, Way out in this place where you had to go down this dirt road and then build a raft. We're gonna float it under the lock. And then we had to go down this little path, and then there's this these rocks and everybody so, take off their kilt. We're gonna make a parachute. <laughs> and so I think we're, we're all kind of thinking we got to get her up and get her out of here. So we, I'm like, you know what? Just let's just stand you up. So we stand her up, and she's like, oh, it's, yo, it really hurts. It really hurts. It really hurts. And I'm like, okay, but can you, with us kind of helping you, can you walk out of here? <laughs> because we really need you to walk out of here. <laughs> so she takes some very labored steps, putting most of her weight on us, but she's kind of putting equal weight on both feet. And then we talk to the chairman who says, I'll drive my car up here to the, fir- the place you can get the car the closest. Yeah. And- She's a Cowan, they married the McLaughlin. And so as she's walking like. They're hard, as, as, hard as, as she's people. walking like, we're kinda talking amongst ourselves and we're kinda like a few feet away from her. It, like my brother and my dad have her and then, and Jesse's like, I don't, 
she's putting a lot of weight on it. I mean, maybe it's not, maybe it's not broken. And then like the nephews are like, ah, stop, it's not broken, it's not broken. Everybody's like, it's not broken. She just turned it. She may actually just be in shock at this mm-hmm. point, you know. Yeah. Let's, just, let, let, let's just get her to the restaurant because we've got this reservation in the restaurant and this elevator foot, you know, give her some pain reliever. Yeah. And yeah. hope for the best. Right, I mean, you can turn your ankle, it can, you can hurt, right, right, right. Pretty, it can hurt pretty bad. So we, so we do, we get her to the restaurant. We elevate her ankle, we give her some pain reliever. She- Ice it? Uh, we did not ice it because, you, you know, okay, you know how Locke is like Mr. Expert about lots of things, <laughs> he gets it from the best. And uh, so with a sprained ankle, like the latest research, apparently is that the immediate icing is not actually what you're supposed to do with a sprain. I don't know whether he's right or wrong. Okay. Elevation is definitely a good thing. So we were like, all right, let's let's just do this and have a good meal. I mean, Locke did know about the website where you could take the he size he knows of about continents yeah, yeah. and put them over other countries. And, and so we, uh, we have a great meal and I think we've all kind of just talked ourselves into, yeah, she just, maybe she sprained it or whatever. Now she's saying, I need to go to a doctor. And we're just like, ah, I don't wanna have to deal with taking her to, take her to a doctor. Like, where, where are we gonna go? And, you know, we just don't wanna face, we don't wanna face that potential reality. Right. So. It's not, and it's not your ankle. <laughs> right, yeah, come on. <laughs> so now, it hasn't rained this whole day, but it's supposed you to be raining. You don't wanna face that reality. And yeah, it, I get it. And it looks like, the rain clouds are really coming in. Okay. And then I'm like, we gotta get her, we need to get her into the car and we need to get home to the hotel and then we kinda need to regroup. Now keep in mind, we're like an hour and a half or so away from where we were staying. Oh. So we get her into the car, which was not easy, had to like take her down the steps, uh, you know, ended up, ended up being that Jesse and my dad were the two best people to do this. I'm too tall. Like she needs to put her arms on someone's shoulders and I'm mm-hmm. so much bigger than her that like. You're less of a crutch and more of a crane. Yeah and so like Jesse's like the perfect height for her to like do that and my dad is is 5'9 so he's like able to get down. So they get her to the car. And plus you need to film it. Yeah and I didn't film a lot of this. <laughs> I will say I felt bad. I wanted to but I didn't. <laughs> so we get her in the car and I, I'm not kidding. Two minutes later it just starts pouring down rain. I was like oh. Gosh, I'm so glad we got her into the car before this happened because this would have really complicated things. Mm-hmm. We start driving back. Now, she's in my brother's car, the one he, the van he's driving. Um, and so I'm driving along and we get up to, we're following the road and all of a sudden there's a bunch of cars stopped and this woman says, like Matilda's us to roll down the window and she's like, the river's bursted. <laughs> what? The river's bursted the road. <laughs> the river's bursted. Yeah, and she and, and <laughs> I look down and I see just like this torrent of water just barreling across the road, like carrying like large things across the road. Everybody take off your kilt. <laughs> We're gonna build a raft. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I'm like, okay, well, we can get, there's another way, there's another way out of this place, you know. Could just get up a lot of speed. So I turn around and then get the map out and start looking and quickly realize that no, this is the only way out of this place. What? There is no other road. It literally is this or take a boat. (laughs) So 
we Cole and I go back down, and this point I'm this point I'm beginning to get a little panicked because I'm like, my mom needs to get back to her stuff. She's got like her medication, and you know, I don't know what the deal is with her ankle, but it's getting starting to get dark in a little bit. This is late in the afternoon, and we go into this like little local pub uh, and hotel area, and we're just like, what do you guys think? We you know we got to get back to here. And they're like, oh, you're gonna have to take the ferry. <laughs> I'm like, what, we have to take the ferry? I mean, I got, a, I got a, a woman that can't get anywhere right now and I got 12 people and two vans and it's no, no ferry involved here. Right. Did I mention I'm an internet celebrity? <laughs> did, you, did you think about pulling that card? No, and they're like, you can stay here tonight. Oh, what, uh, okay. It turns out they had two rooms which would not have gone over well. <laughs> Uh, but, cause I was like, we got 12 people and so then they're like, the best thing to do is just wait it out. You should probably just wait it out and eventually the road will clear up. But then a guy comes down and says, there's giant boulders and trees on the road and the estimate is that it will take six hours to clear. What? So you've gotta take the ferry. <laughs> so I, I don't think I do very well in these situations. I think I did okay. Uh, I don't. I don't think I panicked too much, and I and I kept saying, I you know, I was telling Jesse, I was like, if Mama die, that's what we call her. If Mama die, didn't have this ankle situation. If Mama dies, <laughs> this no. is what we're gonna do. <laughs> no, Mama, <laughs> Diane is her name. Mama die. That's what all the grandkids call her. <laughs> so if, if Mama die was not in this situation, this would be a bit of an adventure, stuck on a peninsula in Scotland and having to take a ferry to get back home. But because she's in this this state. For her it's not, but just, it can still be for us. I feel pretty bad. Okay, yeah. So we, um, turns out the ferry is one of those ferries you can drive your van onto. That's what I thought all along. Okay, right. so um, I, uh, we go down and we get the next to last ferry for the day. Oh, nice. It takes us across a lock to almost all the way to Glasgow. We, it, it took us a long time to get, it, it, we added like a, a almost two hours to our trip to get back home. But, and I call ahead of time to the place, I'm like, cause there's, there's no elevator to the first floor. The first floor in the UK means the second floor. Ground floor means ground floor. Mm -hmm. First floor is the one above it. And there's only stairs, stairs that kind of go, it, this was kind of a pretty rustic place we were staying in Glencoe, cause everything's rustic. Like call ahead and say, can we? Is there a way to get there more easily, like a luggage lift or whatever? You gonna you gonna put her in a, yeah, in a a dinghy? What's that thing called? Where the? Well, not one of those. It would be electric. Uh, but they had, oh, there, there's a fire escape that has just like two steps that she can use. So we go to that. Uh, we get her into bed that night, and we kind of like take a picture of the ankle and send it to a doctor friend. And the doctor friend's like, yeah, you should get that looked at. <laughs> so that was when I was on the phone with Jenna, who at the time was at Disneyland. <laughs> I ruined her day. Um, and uh, you know, and interestingly, my brother and Jenna both independently found this uh, a place that was close by that like specialized, and they said that specializes in mountain injuries. Ah, you know, because we're in the mountains, and apparently people get injured. So the first thing in that, that next morning, we take her uh, to this hospital and shout out to Socialized Medicine because uh, it was completely free, even for Americans. It's free for anyone really? who, 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 who gets their stuff looked at. And what was your mom's disposition going to bed the night before and then um, the next morning? 
she was actually in really good spirits. Uh, she felt bad, and but we were like, listen, it ain't your fault, it's our fault. We're the ones who led you down this path. Uh, Literally. And you know what, there, there's only a couple more days here that and basically all the major stuff, we've done it, we got all the pictures, right. <laughs> you know. Um, we're gonna just take you to this hospital, get you, you looked at. If you lose a foot now, yeah. you'll have them in the photos. And I and I was just thinking, okay, we're gonna go. You know, we're gonna go to this place, and the doctor's gonna be like, oh, it's it's a sprain. Let me wrap it. Let me wrap it in something, and then just give her, you know, just give her some prescription painkillers or something. I don't know. And actually, I ended up so Cole and my dad and Jesse took her to that, and then I had to take all the kilts back to the place and. So we kind of separated for that. It's like, what are 12 people gonna do to sit around and wait? Uh, but we get a text. <laughs> we get a text from Micah, uh, my nephew. You know, when Micah's with me, we get he gets a text because he was the one that was checking his phone first when we were out. And uh, it's like, the ankle is broken. <laughs> in four places. What? F- four places? Yeah. How? I didn't even know an ankle had four places. Your ankle's got lots of places, man. What? At least four that you can break. What? And first of all, you know, my mom was in really good spirits. Like she really liked this doctor who was like funny. Spent all this, spent like five hours with them. He, of course he did the x-ray and then he. Are you it, sure he didn't break her ankle in and a then couple he, places? And then he put, it, put her in a cast but then he x-rayed it after the cast and he wasn't happy with the way that it set, so he took it off and did it again and Ooh. got it set just right. G- gave her some laughing gas, she had a great time. Oh yeah, she did. And again, this was all free. They hardly had to wait and the guy was super competent. Um, gave her laughing gas. And, but then he's basically like, as soon as you get back to the US, you need to present yourself in an emergency room because you're not gonna be able to get an appointment with an orthopedist. I thought you were gonna say, you need to present yourself to a lawyer and take your son out of the will. <laughs> and he's like, you need to go to emergency room because this is an emergency and they're likely going to want to, because she's not very mobile and that other leg is not very strong, so she, she, it's really hard for her to not put any weight on it. She's basically immobile at this point. Mm-hmm. Can't put any weight on it and he's like, you need to get somebody to look at it. They're most likely gonna have to do surgery to get a plate and some screws and a plate installed Good. because yeah, that's what Come you have on. to do when someone is inevitably gonna put some weight on it and it doesn't need to move. Um, so of course at this point it's like I just feel horrible, right? I and and whether or not you know, first of all, I take so I, I share the blame with my with my brother and my dad and not stopping and not going down this path. Uh, but I take more of the blame because I'm the it was all this is all my idea. You know, and I'm the one that gave, got her the trainer and gave her the confidence that she could do anything, walk around this place. And now she's sitting in there with, she's sitting in, in, with, with a cast. You know, we go to, we go, the last two nights we stayed in a place called Broomhall Castle in Minstry, which is outside of Edinburgh, which is an old, it's a castle that you can stay in, it's very cool. And they thankfully they did have a luggage lift that was not intended for people, but was big enough for people. And she was able to use that to get into a room. And I went and I rented a wheelchair from a place that you can rent wheelchairs from. 
Then we arranged the whole deal about, okay, well she's gonna have to have a greeter meet her at the airport with a wheelchair and then she's gotta have somebody help her get onto the plane and there's a special chair that you get, an aisle wheelchair that takes you down the aisle and then you're put into your seat because she's really not able to put any weight on it yeah. and just very immobile. So you made all those arrangements. Made all those arrangements uh, and then where, where it ended up is she was able, she was able to get uh, an appointment on Monday morning that she got back uh, with an orthopedist who looked at it and said, yeah, we need to do surgery, scheduled surgery for two days later. Um, she got the surgery and she's got like, you know, people from her church like coming and like building a ramp for her to like to use a wheelchair and the church had a wheelchair and then they're like giving her like a special, like giving her a, basically a handicapped toilet with like uh, railings on the side and stuff. So everybody's kind of coming together and taking care of her, but she's gonna be uh, in this splint as the swelling goes down for two weeks and then think she's in a cast for like six weeks and then she's in a boot for four weeks. This is the next three months of her life basically, drastically altered. My, f my dad's time drastically altered. We had to, we have, we've got a woman who's coming to spend all her time when my dad's not there, because my dad teaches law, still is teaching law. Mm -hmm. he, when he goes to school, we've gotta have somebody watch her. So that is the situation now is that, again, she's in good spirits, she's gonna be fine. She's not mad at you. No, well, if she is, she hasn't stated that. No, <laughs> she, you know, she's been very, she, she is not, there's been no blame placed on any of us. Um, but I mean, obviously, I I I feel horrible about this because I'm like, all right, now I feel like all the progress that she made to get ready for this trip, I feel like it's kind of undone because it's like now, okay, well, she's gonna have to, she's got to go through this recovery process, which who knows how long that'll take. I mean, at her age, it may not be, you know, she may take longer to heal or whatever. There may be another setback. And I don't want this to be the beginning of her being more immobile than she was before the trip, because for me it was sort of like a win-win. It was just like, yeah, you know, we're gonna she's gonna be better for this trip, but this will also be a way to kind of get her into the habit. She was like, I'm gonna go back to my trainer after I get back from the trip. You mm -hmm. know, well, she ain't going back to the trainer anytime soon. Um, so yeah, that's what happened. Well, listen, it wouldn't have happened if it weren't for you, but. Thanks, that doesn't Link. mean that it's your fault, uh, you know. And I, yeah. so I agree with everything you're saying, but also everything associated. You, you know, you, the, the, it was an accident. You yeah, know, yeah. accidents happen all the time, but it happened in the context of something that w also a bunch of positive and a bunch of positive can still come out of this that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you as well. So. I mean, she's got one hell of a story. I mean, so do you. I mean, which. Uh, if you're gonna break your ankle, this is not a bad place to do it. She's got a great, if you're gonna break your ankle, you might as well have a great story to go along with it. And she's got not only a great story, but a great picture from just hours before. But I sh this is probably a good time to tell you another key piece of information. And after all this, you know, paying a lot of money to have the McLaughlin's go back to their ancestral home to meet the chief of the clan, to get their picture taken at the Lachlan Castle, to having my mom break her leg. In four places. Ankle, in four places, at the Lachlan Castle. Turns out we're Irish. 
or Irish. What? What? What do you do? What do you? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? We're Irish. Yeah, but we're not Scottish. <laughs> what? What do you? What happened? Well, I probably could have done a little more research. <laughs> <laughs> but who did research afterward? That's the wrong time to do research. Well, I will say that I actually knew this before she broke her ankle. Because my brother picked up a pamphlet. <laughs> it turns out all you gotta do is pick up a pamphlet. What? We we were in, we it was actually in Edinburgh, we were in St. Giles Cathedral. Now, okay, that was a great punchline. I will say, we don't. Just no, tell me what happened. We don't. Just tell just, me, what's on the pamphlet? So, Cole says, hey, in this thing that says McLaughlin on it, spelled with a O, kind of like how Jacksepticeye spells it, which is basically interchangeable with O and the, I, and the A. It says here that the GH spelling is from Ireland and that some of the Irish McLaughlins came over many years ago and became the McLaughlins. And so the McLaughlins, if I'm, if I'm already A-U-G-H. So every Scottish McLaughlin was an Irish McLaughlin? This is where it gets very complicated because if you, it's very difficult to research this stuff. And it's like, first of all, within McLaughlin, spelled my way, you go back and there's two completely distinct, unrelated groups. And there's really no way to know which one you're from. But one of those groups went across the channel to uh, Scotland and became the McLaughlins. But then there's another tradition that basically says that the McLaughlin spelled my way can be traced back to McLaughlin, but it's that's a little bit less of a popular tradition. This is all, this is very, the records were horrible. One of the reasons that there's all the different spellings is because they couldn't spell. Somebody would just be like, what's your name, McLaughlin? And he, McLaughlin, and he would just write it down. And so there's literally like 200 different ways to spell it if you go into like the book of Scottish names or whatever. And when we were at the ca castle, there was a bridge that you could cross and on the bridge were people who had donated money to this bridge. And one of the people was a McLaughlin spelled exactly my way that said, uh, McLaughlin, like so-and-so clan, like, and they identify with this, with the, so. He's hoping the same thing you're hoping at this point. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it, it. What you're saying is that your mom broke her ankle for nothing. <laughs> Well, or something. No, now I got to now I got to take a trip to Ireland. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, That's right. Do they have castles? Yeah, they got they castles. castles. Yeah. So and sheep. That made it a little less special. Uh, Listen, man. It's a, but it, but ultimately it's, it's, it, it's all what you want to believe. Well, first of all, it ultimately is is impossible to trace, and we can't really know. But traditionally speaking, it is most likely that the McLaughlin name that I have came from someone in Ireland. I can't trace it because we don't have good, our records aren't good enough. Um, 
but maybe there's some a Scotland connection, but it's definitely not a definitive, like I know I can trace it. I should definitely pay thousands of dollars to send my whole family over there so we can put on kilts and have my mom break her ankle. <laughs> it's not that kind of connection. You know, it's not, it's not that definitive. It's not ankle breaking in four places definitive. Oy. Wonder what'll happen in Ireland. Oh, Wonder what'll get broken in Ireland. Mm. Had a great time. You otherwise, had a great though. time. I mean, it was a great. You know vacation. what? Yeah, you yeah. had a lot it, of good stories. A lot great of pictures. memories. A lot of memories. A lot of good memories. One in particular, but a lot of memories. Yeah. Um, no one will be the same, and you could still be. Everyone can be better as a result of this. You know, with her recovery, she's going to be much more confident in physical therapy and to go back to this trainer than if she would have just broken her ankle That's back. True. And it and she hadn't had the she hadn't had the trainer experience, you know. A lot of people just they flake out on physical therapy and they don't believe in it. But so yeah. she once you experience the benefits of something like that, she's much more likely to say, "Hey, I I want to recover everything that I experienced in preparation for the trip and leading up to the one last step that if I would have just taken a little bit differently, this never would have happened." I was trying to make you feel better, but I keep going back to that. Yeah, I think that the, I completely agree that, you know, any sort of tragedy like this is an opportunity for, without doubt, you know, I think it's gonna, it's obviously affecting um, the relationship, with, the fact that my dad has to basically serve her, you know, when he's there, is gonna do something for their uh, relationship, that's inevitable, and the way that the, her community's kinda coming around her and showing her that they love her. Um, there's a, there, there are definitely positives that can be taken out of it. Uh, and I do hope, my, I mean my hope is that yes, she is going to make a full recovery and get back into uh, her training. Uh, I just don't want her to get too comfortable in basically, you know, in a wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that. that that's, my fear is that it's just be like, okay, well, I, I can't really do things anymore. And, I'm not saying that that's what her mentality is, but I don't want that to even be a temptation. So anyway, that's my trip in a nutshell. Wow. I have some other things, but uh, we're basically out of time, and that's really all that I needed to say. Thanks for taking us on that trip. Wow, I'm still kind of reeling from that from that left turn at the end. And I will say that uh, <laughs> my wife, is the perfect person for situations like this. Like she is so good at talking someone through a difficult situation in a way I am not good at at all. She was so good at talking, you know, saying it's just a couple more steps, just one step at a time, very simple like comforting things. After the injury. And also, that night we got home after she she had her leg in a cast and the next day was the one we had slated to go play golf at St. Andrews. And my dad was like, well, I'm not gonna go. You know, I need to stay with your mom. She she needed help doing everything. She, need, she was needed help using the bathroom. She needed somebody with her at all times. And Jesse was like, I'm not letting your dad not go play golf. That was like one of the things that you had your heart set on and I know he's feeling that way. So she stayed with her the entire day that day, didn't go into town or do anything um, and stay with her. So shout out to Jesse for 
being a voice of reason in difficult times, but also watching after my mom so we could go play golf because even though I was thinking the whole time, oh, I feel kind of bad, my mom's back there with a with a broken leg. I had a great time playing golf. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a once in a lifetime experience. And one of the things I will I will also post on my Twitter at RedMC uh, is I did a bunch of I, not a bunch, but a, a good number of 360 photos, kind of like what I did when we did the one in here to show everybody what it looks like uh, at the round table of dim lighting. <clears throat> I did that as we, as we went around. It, c it took me a little bit late in the trip to start doing that, but both in Scotland and England, when I was in like places of note, I would like get a 360 photo that you can go over to the site that I posted them and kind of enter into that world yourself. Oh, that's cool. Including when we were playing golf at St. Andrews. Just watch your step. Yeah. All right, Rex in effect, um, short and sweet here. Get yourself a fanny pack. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it, because I made that mistake, uh, along with many Scottish people. Of course, there's many mistakes you can make. I mean, you can plan an entire trip to go yep. to a place with your family, and uh, it, it'd be the wrong place. <laughs> so get a freaking fanny pack. Hashtag Ear Biscuits. Much easier, much easier. Let us know what you think. Give give Rhett some more comfort. I've done a lot, but I mean, can't hurt to add any more. <laughs> and we'll speak at you again next week. Wow. Wow. Need an enema? 